Welcome in to the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio Live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, Tennessee. Notches the win, 88-68 last night against the LSU Tigers. Dalton Connect, once again, Tennessee's leading scorer with 27 points. Zakai Ziegler notches 17. Jonas Adu notches 10. Your boy Josiah Jordan-James, Brett, notches 8-4. and four. Good night. That's a good night for him. Dalton Connect also finished with seven rebounds. Jonas Adu finished with five. Zakai finished with four rebounds and nine assists. Another solid performance by him. Also, should note, five steals. Dalton Connect, three blocks. Jonas Adu, three blocks. Saw some guys get some minutes last night that you don't normally – you wouldn't expect to get minutes. Granted, they were very limited minutes. J.P. Estrella got two minutes. Cameron Carr got three minutes. Cameron Carr went 0 for 3. J.P. Estrella, when you look at the box score, he did as much as I did as far as racking up stats. Love J.P., but he's got to develop. Cameron Carr, as we all have seen, you know, he's got you know, fantastic athletic ability. I think we can all agree with that. Athletic ability is fantastic, but it seems like he gets stage fright. Worse than anybody I've ever seen when it comes to freshmen. Marcus, I am hungry. What do you have in your hand? I see a Weigel's bag. Why do you ask him when his mouth's full, though? Well, because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, it was poor timing. He brought, you didn't see him bring it in? This no, I didn't see him, in here? no, I didn't see him bring it in. <laughs> oh. I've got a smoked chicken wrap out in the fridge, but I was going to at least wait until hour number two. Well, I have a little bit more freedom to, to snack along the way because I don't talk as much as everybody else. Well, <laughs> especially at the beginning, you didn't expect to get called on like that. No, I, really I wasn't, wasn't expecting to talk about this. I was, I was, you know, usually you guys talk about basketball for a second, and then you bring me into it. And I thought I have time for at least one bite before I get asked anything. <laughs> um, I have a chicken sandwich from Weigel's. I hadn't eaten anything since uh, five thirty yesterday. And as I was driving here, I was like, oh, I'm really feeling hungry, so I got, I grabbed a couple sandwiches from Weigel's. Seventeen hour fast. Well, I didn't do it on purpose. Uh, after I ate dinner, I didn't work yesterday, so I just like slept. Like I, I, I hibernated. You rejuvenated. Yeah, I haven't really slept a lot. The rejuvenator. I haven't really slept a lot this week. Um, well, kind of, kind of slept. Gotcha. We'll put it that way. So yeah, I went into a little hibernation mode. Um, to, to back on the basketball though, I, yeah. I did want to ask one thing. <laughs> sure. Was it slightly concerning for you? Despite the win, yeah, that we were completely out rebound. Like I, I watched the highlights of the game this morning. I really felt like when you watch the highlights, man, I felt like LSU was just all over the boards. Like oh. it, just, it really felt like we just weren't not there to to, to to clean up. Oh, they out rebounded us forty to twenty six. Like that's eighteen offensive rebounds. That's that nuts. Inexcusable. Yeah, yeah, it just feels wild to me. To Tennessee's five. Mind you. Yeah, because like to me, realistically, I feel like we've always been a very decent rebounding team overall. And this game could have been completely out of hand. I know we won by 20, but you know we could have won this game by 30. Well, I mean, we let him go on a 13-0 run there yeah. with about, what, five minutes left? Because yeah. I, I was about to just close up shop and you know go crack open a beer. And all of a sudden, I look up and it's like, oh, this is a 10-point game. I was like, why did we do this? Because, you know, we had talked yesterday, you know, is the 14.5-point spread too much? Is that too much for this team? Because the last time we were favored by 14.5, 13.5, lost at home to South Carolina. But last night, 
you sit there, you watch the game, and it's like, okay, well, this is well in hand. We're going to cover and everything. All of a sudden, you're not covering the spread hmm. when you look back up. It's like, what in the world happened? Oh, well, LSU just went on a 13-0 run. Now, that is one thing that concerned me more than being out-rebounded. Now, granted, being out-rebounded probably has something to do with that, but doesn't excuse the fact you got out-rebounded 40-26, Jack, as you mentioned, 18-5 to on the offensive side of the glass. I mean, they had almost as many offensive rebounds as we did defensive. Tennessee had 21 defensive rebounds. LSU had 18 offensive rebounds. That is something that – well, we also are – I mean, when you make your shots, you don't tend to get offensive rebounds. This is true. So, we were making a lot of shots in the first half. And Barnes was even asked about it, and he yeah. said we were going up one hand. You know, we weren't going up with two. We weren't being aggressive, yeah. you yeah. know. So, tips there, there was tips. I mean, there there was different reasons why. I mean, it, like I said, they were they were Brick City start the game. So, right. But. And, I mean, Dalton Connect, he went nine of 19, so he didn't shoot 50% from the field. Vescovy went one of three. Cameron Carr went 0 of three. I mean, those are your only players that shot under 50%. Jonas Adu went four of six. Ziegler went six of nine. Nice. Josiah went three of three, hitting everything that he threw up. Jordan Ganey, uh, we had a Ganey signing last night. Uh, six of nine from the field. Nice. And three of six from three. Jemiah Mayshak, two of four, one of one from I think we only hit one three in the second half. Yeah. We hit ten in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. In our Obviously, our, our percentage was – very good from three i mean 46 percent as a game overall you would have liked to have seen a little bit more threes though in that second half but i mean we we played a really good game and we had seven turnovers to their 15 uh we had 13 steals to their five like so you know we played our defensive game pretty well you know i in the past whenever we end up being turnover machines we can't keep up in the game and so it was really nice to see them pull it together and, and despite being out rebound playing a really good game like you said they were hitting majority of their shots especially early in that first quarter uh, and then yeah just playing the defensive game that we expect out of a Rick Barnes team and especially when you're shooting you know more than 40 percent of your shots from three so let me ask y'all this if you make 52s or 34 threes which would you rather have if you had those two options would you rather make 52 point shots or would you rather make 34 threes? 34 threes, right? Because you have one more point yeah. than if you make 50 two-point shots. I mean, efficiency-wise, that is the best way to play the game. We all know that. And the fact that we're shooting 45, you know, 46% from three last night, that tells me that this team is capable of just getting the ball out to somebody knocking down shots, especially when Jordan Ganey, you know, has the night that he had. You know, he had 18 points, you know, three or six from three. And, you know, you keep looking at everything that we got coming up you know we got a tough game this weekend you know it's not going to be an easy task to go down there and win but you know just as far as last night goes you got to feel confident going forward it's like okay they answered but then we answered right back it's like you extended that lead at the end of the game like you were supposed to you didn't lose control everything was okay at the end of the day LSU shot 24 percent from three only shooting 63.6 percent from the foul line now, granted, even if they made all the free throws, they still wouldn't have won this game. No, and they got the tough news. I mean, they're basically their leading score was, you know, deemed out. Uh, their their leading uh, score, their leading rebounder, and leading assist guy as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he was because Wright played. Wright was uh, there. Wright, Wright struggled. I mean, he had a bad night. Um, I mean, 3 of 16. I mean, Not good at all. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, they got – that was a tough break. and But, I mean – 
I mean, yeah, we had that lull. I mean, luckily you're up enough, you know, and connect kind of closed the deal. Um, I think they got it to eight, right? With like five minutes to go. Oh yeah, that was a uh, eight or nine, but that was not uh that was not ideal. Let's go ahead and get some reaction. 865-546-8200, your number if you want to hop on with us on the G.I. Jake Show. <clears throat> Polish Joe is up first. What do you say, Polly? Morning, gentlemen. Morning. How are we all doing? Good. We're hungry. Me too, man. Me too. But I stay hungry. <laughs> nice. Like I, like I stay hungry for championships, you know, Jake? <laughs> I'm right there with you. Right hey, there. um. The the only thing I, I was thinking about just listening uh, to about taking those threes or getting so many twos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing that came to my mind is when you take those twos, you're drawing you, you, you the odds of drawing more fouls and getting in the bonus is way more than shooting three pointers. This is true. Yeah, that was one thing I thought about too. Honestly. I guess what I'm referencing more is those. But like, you say we're makes, right? You said we yes, make 50 make. or make 34. Yes. So you weren't saying shoot. You know, you were saying right. you I had mean, already made them. Right. I was more referencing, you guys remember Jordan Bowden, his senior year. It's like he would take one step inside the three-point line yeah, and attempt that, that long, too. Like, yeah. there's no benefit to shooting that long, too. As much as the numbers and mathematics and analytics get into it, it's still the same game of basketball. And... If you're getting to the paint, dominating the present in the paint, you're going to get in the bonus. And when you look at the game last night, when they cut it to eight in the biggest possession, around four minutes, we gave the ball connect to connect, and nothing was going good, and he got to the line. Mm-hmm. And that stops these crazy runs. It does. It stops the crazy runs. And, that's, and in the last years, that's the that, that is, even with Grant and that team, the problems the last seven, eight years is we'll go five, six minutes without scoring a, a point. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to – I just, I, just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm old school, but I don't want to get into the numbers all the time. It's a lot like the Lions coach this year. Yeah, you did it all season, but when it's the playoff, it's not the same as a regular season game. This is true, but like – when it's when it's a single elimination and you lose and your season is over, it's different when you know you have four more games in the season. That it is. And I mean, this is not, you know, taking it from the perspective of, you know, at the end of the game, just jack up a bunch of threes. Like that's not what I'm saying, but you know, what I'm trying to, you know, I guess portray is like first half, you're getting going. It's like if you're shooting that many shots, you know, and obviously nobody's gonna take fifty shots a game. In the or at least fifty shots in the first half. We took fifty six last night. LSU took fifty eight. But you know, start of the game. If you're trying to get some momentum, and you got guys that are knocking down threes, you just got to keep hammering that because it's going to take oh, less, yeah, it's going to take less possessions to do that than what it I would. I definitely understand what yeah. you're saying. I mean, I'm not trying to argue, but that I mean, I definitely understand what what you're trying. You know, the the statistics and the info about it all, but. At the bottom line is when it's a game and it's, you know, uh, nut crunching time, you got to get to the line. That you do. And, I mean, luckily we got a player that can do that this year in Dalton Connect. And, uh, my one last question, I don't know if any of the guys have – do we have any info on 
it's just odd to me that Carr is getting these minutes all the time, and De Leon is just sitting on that bench. Do we have any idea what's going on with him? I don't know. All I, all I know is that Cameron Carr might have stage fright worse than anybody I've ever seen. You call it stage fright <laughs> when he comes out when his two minutes he takes three threes? I mean, I feel like if you stage fright, you don't shoot, you don't do anything. Well, yeah, but up in Lexington, he hit the side of the backboard. Yeah, I mean, it looked also, like Olivier Cumwa out think there. That's why, I think that's why Barnes likes him out there. I think this new Barnes doesn't care. Like, go out and play. Play your game. Don't don't be what scared. I noticed is, what I noticed is, is when he, you know, he shot those three threes, but right before he took him out, the guy hit a second three in the corner when he came flying out late. But every time Carr shoots a three, if you notice on the bench at Tennessee, they're all just praying that ball goes in. So I know the team The team looks like they're really rooting for the kid. Yeah, but absolutely. Everybody's pulling for him. What's going on with this daily own, man? I, I don't understand that unless he's hurt. I don't know what the deal is there. I, I just don't. But, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you can put him in at the two. He's a combo guard. You can put him in at the two. He primarily would probably be better at the one. And with Zakai Ziegler playing 36 minutes, Connect playing 35, which, granted, you can move Connect to the three. But I, I really don't know. And if Jordan Ganey's going mean, to give you the effort and the performance like he did last night, I mean, if he's making shots, if he's out there just absolutely dropping dimes from three, you got to keep him in the game. I mean, it's it's pretty wild to me that, um, like, I, I remember Carr's last three shots last night. I don't remember even seeing DeLeon take three shots this season. Uh, Freddie, the last time I saw him take a shot, I was trying to remember the last time I saw him play. I saw him take a shot against Tarleton State. And it looked like when all the walk-ons are in at the end of the game, and you all know what I'm talking about. When they just throw it up, it hits the rim, and it takes the highest bounce off of the rim that you've ever seen. It's almost like there's a springboard on the rim when it hits, and it just bounces 15 feet in the air. That's the only time I've seen him take a shot. You know, that's one of the problems I've always had with, with – I'm going to actually call him by his name, so be happy, with Barnes. Is we've had a lot of blowouts this season, man. There, there's no reason to be February 8th in this season and have no idea what some of these kids can do. Yeah, but at some point you got to figure out who your guys are going to be moving forward, though, too. I think you have a good idea. You you don't go ten deep when you get into March. You go no. You you would do it earlier in the season. You I know, know that, that's I, my yeah. I know, but I think he Barnes knows his rotation at this point. I mean, just giving guys minutes. Oh yeah, is, the rotation is not going to change. But mm-hmm. I'm saying in the in the beginning of the season, that's the time to see at least what some people can do. Well, we're gonna get we'll get them firsthand next year. <laughs> Absolutely, Polish mean, Joe. We got to run, man. We got to hit a break. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show marches on right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach 
with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting-edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team, delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. A brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. Back here on the G.I. Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio, pleased to be joined by my good friend, host of Big Orange Banter, West Coast Rusty. Wish that he would add a W just for entertainment purposes to his name. We'd call him All WCW. Right. What's oh, up, Rusty? That's a, gr- that's a great <laughs> idea. I believe I'll do that for you. There it is. There it is. Go back to the good old days of the 90s when the NWO was reigning supreme. Yeah, just don't give the finger poke of doom and we're all good. Oh, good God. <laughs> wow. Rusty, how about them balls last night, man? 88-68 over LSU and answered back even when LSU goes on a 13-0 run to cut that lead down to single digits towards the end of the game. Overall, good performance by Dalton Connect, and we had a Ganey sighting last night as well. Yeah, um, I believe over the last three three games, he's um, Ganey's averaging 10 a game the last three. Yep. Um, maybe five, five games, I believe, maybe. Um, and shooting over 40% from three, over 50 from two, um, or over 50 from the floor. Yeah, um, he's key for this team. If he just gives you some semblance of another weapon, another threat that makes, you know, that the other team has to honor him, he's super valuable. Everybody on this team right now is at least forcing their defender to pay attention to him. Nobody is able to sag off um, and, and and clog up gaps and et cetera. So it, it was a great performance. That little run by LSU was wild. They uh, there was that that little stretch. They they took probably five or six shots that di- didn't touch anything but the very 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 bottom of the net. It was it was wild what that little run they went on. That, a couple of their guys just got steaming hot. And it really looked like you guys ever play, you know, whether that be we had a, we had carports where I'm from in La Follette. Whether you're out on the yeah. playground, the carport, out in the road, you know, in the driveway, what have you. It really looked like, you know, you'd shoot the ball sometimes. Everybody would be like, did the ball go in? And it, the guy literally shot the ball from the same spot and it followed the same trajectory to where the net was still stuck in place from where it had weathered. And it's like, well, I don't yeah. know if it touched the net or not. Like, it really yep. did seem like that kind of performance from LSU. And yeah, you know, what was was there any concern at all from you, Rusty? The fact that we got out rebounded like we did. More specifically, 
you know, when LSU had the ball, you know, Tennessee had 21 defensive rebounds, but LSU also had 19 offensive rebounds. Should that be a concern for the team going forward? Do you think this is just a one-off? Yeah, a little bit. It We kind of get into those – we're third in the conference in rebounding margin. But we do have times where we we get in a little funk with it. Like – a bunch of those rebounds that LSU was able to get, especially on their on their glass, where we weren't we weren't securing on defensive rebounds, mm-hmm. it was it was almost like we we were in position. We we had done everything right. We just weren't bringing the ball in. Um, there, there was a bunch of times where where our guys had their hands on it first, um, odd bounces and things like that. And, and LSU was pretty good at just scrapping for it. Or one guy reaching in and getting his hand and, and knocking it out, and then a couple of the other guys just going hard to the ball and, and them corralling it. There was, there was a little bit more effort there by them, um, and our guys might have been a little lackadaisical. But, yeah, it, it, it can be a problem. I, I think it's that, that's a good night for that to happen because then, you know, Barnes gets to, to spend the next two days saying you guys were, were pathetic on the offensive glass. Hey, Rusty. um I was curious about the rebounding. So, yeah, sometimes Adu is forced out to go guard the ball handler at the three-point line. Who would you say you look to other than Adu to grab those boards for us, um, you know, when we need them? I mean, the obvious – I mean, the the one you would think is, is Triple J. Triple J's always been a phenomenal rebounder. Um, he always does a really good job of, of, of positioning, uh, keeping his body between – himself and the other whoever whoever he's guarding um but it's got to be it's got to be a collaborative effort it's got to be everybody when a shot goes up on defense you've got to tag your man i mean we've all you know from the time we started playing you know basketball at any level where somebody was coaching us that was the first thing i learned was just find your guy and put your body against theirs and stay in between them. And if, if everybody does that, you, sh- you should be okay. But you're right. It, there are some times that a dude's we're, – we're switching so much, a dude's getting drug out of the paint. Yeah, but I think it's Triple J. Rusty, how you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. How's Marcus? Oh, how, how are the picks going? <laughs> <laughs> lovely. <laughs> They're going lovely. Um, so – my question for you, I was looking at the, the slate of February that this team has, and you look at who we play. I'll just go through it real real quick for you. You're on the road next to with A&M and Arkansas, back at home versus Vandy, on the road to Missouri, then two home games versus A&M and Auburn. When you look at that slate and the way that we've been playing recently, you know, obviously the South Carolina game, you kind of want to take that out of there, but... Um, the way we've been playing recently, you have to feel good about the rest of February. Um, even that Auburn game is going to be tough, but you, you have it at home. Um, when you look at that slate of SEC games, do you feel confident that you're going to come out of February with a uh, not only just a great record, but an even better opportunity to make some damage in March? I don't want to say I feel confident um, about it. I almost feel more stressed by that because those are you have tos. You have you have to win these next five. That that's and, and those games have always 
given me more stress as a fan when when my team needs those seating so important in this in this thing. And I'm not talking about the SEC tournament. I'm talking about the big one. Um, so yeah, I I feel like they're all games that we should win. We're better than everybody. We're going to play in the next five. Much um, if we beat A and M on Saturday night, we're better than they are. We we have to bring our game and we have to lock in on the rebounding situation. That's going to be key to that ball game. But we win that ball game, and we're likely jumping up to the one line in, in Joe Lenardi and Jerry Palm's next brackets. Um, we're likely number four or three in the country um, come next Monday if, if we do that. I can't stress how important that is for us to stay one of those top four teams. And you have to win all five of these if you want to be if you want any chance of that one seed. And it should be noted that right now, if you get on FanDuel, Tennessee now has the fourth best odds to win the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I I I, I totally agree with that. This team on a neutral court, absolutely, you're splitting hairs with with them and and maybe five other ball clubs. That are the real teams that I, I you you give me those six teams Tennessee and the other five to, uh, against the field and I'm going to take those six teams in a heartbeat. I, I I don't I don't think there's I think there's other teams that are good that can win a couple ball games. I don't think there's anybody else that can win six except probably a, a certain six teams. I don't think I don't think Kansas can win six ball games for what for what it's worth. I don't, I actually don't think Carolina can either. Um. It's not easy to do, (laughs) no. Especially with that pressure, there's so much pressure in one game situation. You shoot different, you play defense different. You do your mind's just different. It's just a different. You just do a lot of things, and you're not. And a lot of times, you're not just in a gym. You're in like a, a, you know, especially when you get to the bigger games like the lead eight. Airplane. It's like an airplane. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, everything changes, you know. So, uh, it. You know, as a fan, it changes for you, too. I can only imagine how I'd be feeling, like, if you get to Elite Eight or a Final Four. Oh, my gosh. That'd be be nerve-wracking. We haven't, especially as a Tennessee fan, you haven't experienced that really since, like, 98 or, you know, we're hoping we win a Sweet 16 game, you know? Like, it's yep. it's different level. But, uh, Rusty, I won't get into Arsenal beating Liverpool on Sunday. That's just no need. Uh I will. Uh, yeah, right. You guys, <laughs> you, guys were, you guys were brilliant the other day. Well, you guys helped a lot because uh, that defending was shocking. But uh, oh, it, it was. It was odd. <laughs> yes, it was, especially from those quality players that you do have back there. Um, I want to switch sports to the Super Bowl real quick. Uh, yeah, you know, I've been trying to tell these guys you don't bet against Mahomes, and they've nope. yet to learn. Um, shocking, and and from what I'm gathering so far uh, this week. I don't think things are going to change much. Now, you are on the West Coast. I don't know where your allegiance is. or I mean, you they're may just north, be a, They're in the Northeast. My allegiance are in the Northeast. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm just, uh, are you, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl? I mean, are you are you going to be with the 49ers or are you rolling with Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, this weekend? I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, but I'm also an Andy Reid fan. Okay. I uh, loved Andy Reid. It was, it was a time for both parties to part when 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 he left philly and when, when, he, when he was mm-hmm. let go etc but I'm, I'm still a huge fan of the dude i think he's i think he's a great mind i think he's a great dude and i actually like patrick mahomes a lot i think patrick mahomes forget about his football play and his football play is as good as I, i've never seen anybody play a quarterback better than he plays it 
Yeah. People are going to argue that there's guys that have more accolades and they've they've earned more and they've done more. But if, if he retired right now, I've never seen anybody play the quarterback position better. But take all that away. I think Pat Mahomes is actually a pretty good human being, and yeah. I can pull for that guy. And I don't bet on him. I don't bet against him. I I I'm rolling with the Chiefs, and I think Mahomes gets it done. Here we go. And I think Andy Reid gets it. Done. And that defense is pretty salty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and I love Juwan. Love Trey. Uh, so if either one of them gets it, that's good news. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like you're going against Jawan Jennings in that, you know, I know there's Trey Smith on the other side, yeah. <laughs> but he's got one. You know, he, he's, he's good right now. I think Jawan needs one so he can uh, call up Brady Hoke and say, what's up, Brady Hoke. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, buddy? There's also a little, there's also the whole I don't like Shanahan thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you can just, think- just don't look at the coaching side. Just look at Jawan Jennings. Look at Brock Purdy. <laughs> I'm still mad at Shanahan for his role in blowing the 28-3 ball game. I know the environment that we live in, and I want to be your football coach. Hey, Rusty, how how mad are Eagles fans though? I feel they announced that the Eagles are going to open their season in Brazil of all places. There's a lot, and and I mean, you wait all you wait what eight nine months for your season to come back around, and for a season opener to be in Brazil just seems. Of all teams, they could have sent there, and you're playing the Panthers. I think it is, so it's not yeah. even like a quality matchup. Like as an Eagles fan, I feel like that's a little disrespected or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. You know. So, I mean, any thoughts yeah, on I mean, that? I mean, my thoughts were: if you're going to take a home game away from Philly to play in Brazil, let's do it yeah. around Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> or early December. Yeah. The weather's going to suck then, so let's go to. Well, let's all go to Rio then, or, or wherever we're going to Brazil. Let's, yeah. let's do that. Um, but yeah, it doesn't bother. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm nowhere near Philly, and I only get up there probably a game a year, so right, I'm not going right. to lose that much. Yeah. But yeah, I, say, I, I guess I, I would rather it be against the team like the Panthers if they're going to do it. I guess I, I, yeah. I don't want to be in the Cowboys game down there, or um, or against the Giants down there. So, you know. I'm I'm not sure how great of an atmosphere it would have been in Philly for for the Panthers coming to town. Brazil's anyway. a soccer country. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how excited Brazilians maybe. are for it. You know, I mean, that's the other aspect. We might find a kicker. We might find a kicker. That's while true. We're there, though. That's true. <laughs> hey, I had a question for you guys. I've been beating around this in my head. It's back to back. It's a little bit back to basketball. Well, it's not a little bit. It's completely back to basketball. <laughs> but it's not really about this roster and stuff like that it's it's a hypothetical or would you ever do it if you had the power over the coach i would love to see this team not only win these next five but really lock in and win these next nine and then go to nashville and rick barnes before we play our first game in the tournament when he gets when he gets at the press conference say um we're resting all our regular players for, uh, this weekend and not taking the SEC tournament serious. Um, Phillips and Estrella and Freddie and Carr and DJ Jefferson, those guys are going to be our starters, and the walk-ons will be the backups, et cetera. And you know, it's funny you say gonna, that because we had actually had that same conversation because we were talking about, you know, does the SEC tournament really matter? And we were sitting here trying to make a lineup in our head. It's like, well, let's just roll these guys out there. If you win, great. If not, it's no big deal because we got our guys rested and ready to go come yeah. March Madness. Yep. What would the what would the, the question would be what would the committee do to you for doing that? If you said yeah, we lost, but we didn't really lose with our team and you can see that obviously. 
that's the big question is what would the committee do? What would they think? Quite frankly, um, well, according to them, it, it doesn't matter, right? Because that's what they Well, were... it didn't matter when we did win the SEC tournament. So they said yeah. Sundays didn't matter. They said that Sunday games don't matter. It's like, okay, well, then well, why do we That's a championship even... game. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is you got, you know, some of your major conferences, they play their championship game on Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah. SEC and a couple others play on Sunday. And they say that the Sunday games don't matter. Well, who was it we ble- we beat that year? Was it Texas A&M? I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So Texas we, we A&M it, didn't. Yeah, A&M in the final. So they didn't get in. But what if Texas yep. A&M wins? Obviously, then the Sunday game matters because then you have to put them in. My thing right. is, Rusty, you usually won't open the NCAA tournament till. Uh, I mean, unless you're one of the few that you know go to the bike. Obviously, we're not thinking about the uh, playing game at all. But you don't even open up till Thursday or Friday. You know, right. um, so you do. You're a young kid. You want to play every game. I mean, this will never happen anyway. But yeah. I know hypothetically. I mean, I I personally would would. I play. I mean, you play to win the games. You know, whatever happens, happens. But uh, I think with three, almost three, four days off of rest, I think that's plenty for these guys. And you know, you you just yeah, you don't worry about getting the guys getting cold. I was see, I wasn't actually thinking they were doing it. I wasn't saying doing it for rest. I was saying yeah. you might claim it's for resting your guys. Yeah, I was saying you're doing it because you're basically telling the committee. These, these these commerce tournaments mean jack for teams right. that are already in the dance and they're they a waste. And you've already told us they're <laughs> yeah. a waste because we beat Arkansas, Kentucky, and A and M three days in a row, and we didn't change seed lines. Yeah, and and you look at our last four in the regular season, you're playing four ranked teams. So right, right. that's that. Whether you and you lose first, I mean, heck, go lose the first round, you should still be a one seed. You know, like right. I mean, who? I mean, I know even if it is you lose to Vandy or Missouri or whoever, it shouldn't even our, matter. Our yeah. closest to a one seed, of course, was the year of the tornado and, and yeah. the Georgia Dome about collapsing and getting moved to Georgia Tech and losing in the semifinal to Arkansas on a 94-foot yeah. pass to a skyhook. <laughs> and that knocked us off the one line. Yeah. What a time that was. I'll never forget that. I was actually at the state tournament down in Murfreesboro at MTSU watching some high school ball when I was in like eighth grade or something like that. And then all of a sudden, my uncle, who was the assistant coach at the time before they fired the head coach at this particular school up north in Tennessee. So that coach went to the SEC tournament because he's a big Kentucky guy. We get a text. I'm getting the bleep out of this place. I hate Georgia. I'm never coming back to Georgia. I saw a guy swinging from the scaffold. I thought he was going to fall. And then I thought I was going to be dead. Therefore, anytime I go to Georgia, I run the risk of dying, so I'm never coming back. He never went back, and he he died like ten years later. <laughs> that that's definitely wow. the, the 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 weirdest conference tournament of all time. Oh, there, it, there's it no is. Doubt about it. That that was just insane. Like I don't. I, I hope we never see that again. That was just awful. What was your thoughts? that was that was the that was pretty much the beginning of the end for the Georgia Dome too. They, it wasn't long after they were like we're tearing this hole down. Yeah. What would your thoughts be on if they uh, started the young guys during like the easy games, like a Vanderbilt or Missouri, and then then let the other guys get some reps in against like a Kentucky or a, maybe South Carolina this year? Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can do that. In the, I think the regular season, the committee is actually more locked in. That that's my that's my. Oh, I meant question. in the tournament. Yeah, sorry about that. I meant like in the tournament. Oh, like in the, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. If you and if you survive the first ball game. With the young guys, yeah. Then you just go maybe okay. Mandy or Missouri, right? Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that, that you know what? That, I guess that would be okay. You know, 
bring them back for the the Saturday afternoon game or something like that. I, I think. But wouldn't the odds be that if if you're one of the four buys, you're not going to get to play a cupcake? You're going to be playing somebody pretty good on Friday because oh, yeah, the, the weaker teams are going to have washed themselves out between the Wednesday and Thursdays, I guess. But but yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that if they wanted to do that. I, I'm just throwing out. I'm just all for trying to get some clarity from the committee on what these conference tournaments mean because I feel like they mean nothing. The only thing that matters with tournaments is like one of you guys said. Somebody said that like A and M had they won against us two years ago, mm-hmm. they would have knocked somebody else off the back end of the bubble. Um, and, and well, heck, the, the year we're talking about down in down in Georgia when the, the you know when we ended up at Tech. Um, Georgia won that tournament, and they were like they had a losing record overall. They had only won like eight games before the tournament right. that year, right? And then they and then they ran through ran through the SEC tournament, and um, they, they knocked somebody off the bubble as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's all the tournaments are for. From in my opinion, if you are already there, it's a waste for you. Believe it, I believe it, one hundred percent. Rusty, thank you so much for hopping on with us, man. Tell us where to find you next. Um, it's a uh, West Coast Rusty, Rusty with a W, soon to be apparently. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can also look on at Big Orange Banner. That uh, we we have our we have our Twitter spaces there too, and we have a, a separate a separate Twitter page for that. Come check us out. Um, we are a bunch of fools. We have we have one gentleman who's on the panel that is that gambles for a living. He gives out lots of great information on gambling, and and we uh, we talk about nonsense. We talk about Big Orange, of course. Um, you'll you'll get plenty of uh, movie references and, uh, and and good information on anything you should be watching in sports, et cetera. And there you have it, Rusty. Thanks so much for hopping on, man. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. You'll never walk alone. <laughs> never seen it. <laughs> it's a Liverpool soccer scene. That is that is West Coast Rusty <laughs> making his weekly appearance here on the GI Jake Show. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being... Final segment of hour number one. Let's go back to the phones. Phil is next. What do you say, Philly? What's going on, guys? Not a lot. I'm celebrating the victory over LSU because, you know, when Will Wade was down there, we had a hard time with him. We did have a hard time with him when Will Wade was down there. And I never will forget Will Wade's last game against Tennessee when they came up to Knoxville and you had Kennedy Chandler at point guard and then Will Wade is in such disgust because he knows he's about to lose his job and then he's going to get beat by a team in which he had had our number before that point and he's just sitting there on the floor back to the scorers table looking up at the rafters saying this is it i cannot believe that i've let it go this far i bought all those players (laughs) Uh, we we bought our fair share at one time wanted this job and we hired donnie tindall you remember that yeah it was when he was the coach at uh ut UT chattanooga yeah yeah i mean i guess it's is it good that we didn't get him because he would have gotten in trouble here just like he did at LSU? Because they'll protect LSU in football. They're not going to protect him in basketball. We didn't really get protected in football. We definitely wouldn't get protected in basketball. We saw what happened when we cheated the last time in basketball. 
North Carolina, Duke, they're going to get protected. Kansas, they'll yeah. get protected. We won't. Will Wade is uh, currently McNeese State, and they went 11-23 and last year. They're 20-3 and this year. He just got into five. Just think how far he's come. He got a five-year extension worth only seven hundred thousand per year. Which what was he making at LSU? You figure a couple million. Yeah. So, but I mean, the thing is, Will Wade. He even said he's not going to take a job at a major program again. Well, he can't. He I, he could if he wanted to, but the thing is, it's like I feel like he would rather go to that level and try to build a team up than to have to deal with what he had to deal with at LSU and actually run the risk of getting in trouble like he did, which, granted, you can do what he did now. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he can make as many strong-ass offers as he wants at McNeese State. But I feel like he actually just wants to build a team and coach ball and not have to worry about all the outside noise. Yeah. Well, good luck to him. Uh, yeah. Looks like he's going to be in the NCAA tournament, don't huh? I reckon he is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we – Tennessee, uh, I played a good game last night, but what's wrong with Viscovia? I mean, he has a wide open shot, and he don't take it, and then does a punt fake, and, you know, it's the weirdest thing I've seen. It kind of reminds me of Olivier Cumwall. When he would just go to the rack or just not hesitate, he'd be fine. But when he would start that hesitation crap like he started, that's when you'd see him miss shots and then hit the side of the backboard, go for two for ten games, but then go for 20 on that 11th game. Yeah, uh, what y'all think about uh, Buck Pearl uh, taking the uh, night oats to the woodshed last night? I mean, you talk about just beating them down and beating them down bad with Charles Barkley in the house. Uh, that's that's how you do it. I don't think it was surprising that they beat Alabama. It was just a matter of how much, I guess. It was how they, they did it. Yeah, was so, was so incredible. But Alabama really hadn't played anybody till us and Auburn, and they got beat. So, I mean, I don't know how really good you know Bama really is. Well, we'll we'll find out. This, our last four games uh, in mm-hmm. SEC play are uh, if you go two and two there, it can't be be not unhappy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as it stands right now, of course Tennessee's a half a game back. But I mean, if we had played a joke team, one less game, right? Yeah, we played one less game so far. But I mean, you got four teams that are tied for first in the SEC right now: Alabama, South Carolina, Auburn, and Tennessee. Kentucky's two full games. I back. don't think you. Phil, I don't know if you can go two and two and still get a one seed in the NCAA tournament. It's the only problem. Well, yeah. They make me nervous. Maybe well, a three and one. Well, y'all were talking about that last seven. There's no way they're going to give them a one seed. The NCAA will not give Tennessee a one seed, even though they deserve one. You know it, and I know it. <laughs> You're probably right there. I mean, and what's funny is, Phil, I checked the betting odds on it this morning. Tennessee's actually the fourth best favorite to win it all um, this year. I've never seen us that high. I've seen us get as high as six, you know, with some of these barn teams. You, like the Kennedy year, I think they got us up to like – the seventh or the sixth best team, and I don't know what it was during. The I'll take a two years. seed. I take a two seed. I mean, it depends on who which draw we get. I don't want to see Purdue again. I mean, you get that's no. four games away though. You or Kansas. I'll tell you, put me in a region with North Carolina. Why not, why not I want Purdue? to see North why Carolina. Not, why not be in the same region as Purdue? Purdue's proven they can't get past the second, the first weekend. Because he's not going to put Tobey Walk in just to punch Zach Eady in the face, and that's what I'd <laughs> want to see. He can't reach his face. Hey, you're right. He's about a foot and a <laughs> half taller than him. Man, I told you Walker kind of struggled. I mean, would you now. rather see LSU, UConn? I mean, their whole starting five is, is bigger than Tennessee's starting five. Uh, Half wise, I'd say uh, maybe a dude was a little taller than that Baker, that white guy for uh, LSU. But outside of that, they were at least two or three inches taller than their position. That's a really good point. I mean, we handled it 
very well. I mean, you go out and you score 88 points. There's not much to not much to really complain about there. Yeah. Like I said, Phil, the only thing that really worried me last night, well, two things, was getting out-rebounded like we did, especially with LSU getting that many offensive boards and then allowing them to go on that 13-0 run towards the end of the game. Those are my only two concerns coming out of last night. Well, Connect kind of ran out of gas there. and uh, I had to take, They did have to put him on the bench and let him, you know, get a little blow. He comes back in and takes care of the game. No. I mean, he played, what, 35 minutes last night? He did. He played a lot of minutes last night. And the way things were going, you didn't think you'd have to see much of the end of the game. Right. The way we're, up, we're rolling in the first half. Well, when you started to see JP come back in the game, you started to see Cameron Carr. I was expecting Cade Phillips to come in, Freddie DeLeon, and we maybe. Got, we went cold, too. I mean, we only made one three in the second half. Yeah. We made ten in the first. Well, we didn't talk to Bosky as much in the second half, either. That's true. Yeah, we kind of put our took our foot off the gas, that's for sure. But, well. Texas hanging in won't be easy, guys. Uh, it'll be a rock fight. That it will. They are five and four in conference. The good, the one thing that you can say going into this game is that a lot of things happen in streaks. And right now, Tennessee has won their last two. Texas A and M has won their last two. Now, Tennessee has more wins over ranked opponents than what Texas A and M does. Texas A and M is one and three against top twenty-five teams. Tennessee three and three. Now, granted, the majority of those. Actually, all of them are coming to teams like Kansas, Purdue. I don't remember if North Carolina was ranked or not when we played them. I think they were. Who? North Carolina. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they were. Well, you had Clemson beat North Carolina not for last. That was a uh, – didn't see that one coming. But North Carolina looked like they had dead legs in that mm-hmm. game. I watched some of it. Well, yeah, they started off the game down 17-4. to I mean, they got off to a hot start. That's just one of those things. They they came on off that big rivalry game and tough to get going again. Well, I do have to agree with y'all on the, the analysis. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is not a bad guy. He's got a lot of bad influence all around him. Yeah. But, uh, starting with his dad. And, uh, what was it Jake Crane said? <laughs> it's sad, man. Jake Crane, his dad's a drunk. Yeah. His brother's an idiot. His wife's crazy. Two pennies short of a dollar or something. What did he, no, say? he said? He, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> said she was two pennies short of a dollar. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. All right, guys. I guess we'll get out of here. You won't get me two phone calls. See you. Appreciate the phone <laughs> call, Philly. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books. Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Rogers Utility.